Bitmoji TV coming to Snapchat. Twitter launches Explore Takeover. Spotify launches podcast streaming ad insertion. And Twitter announces more tweet control options. It's Monday, January 13th, 2020. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 389 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 389 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week, or as you know, close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and happy 2020. It's been a while, took a little break through the holidays, hence why I don't say every week I release a new podcast episode, but uh, it's good to be back. So it's obviously 2020 has gotten off to a pretty big start with lots to talk about. So let's get into the headlines and talk first about Bitmoji. So Bitmoji is taking center stage for Snapchat as it kicks off 2020. So what we have here is starting this February, so here in a few weeks, Snapchat is launching Bitmoji TV. This is a cartoon series within the platform of Snapchat that will feature users' customizable, personalized Bitmoji avatars, as well as the avatars of their friends on Snapchat. The content, it's going to allow users to see themselves featured in what Snapchat describes as fully animated series. And because it features Snapchat-owned Bitmoji characters, the content, it's going to be difficult or even impossible for competitors like Facebook to copy and implement for themselves. And that's what I think is the big feature or the big story here behind Bitmoji TV. The storylines, they're going to cover multiple genres. There's going to be like, for example, a Star Trek-like episode, and episodes will be available within Snapchat Discover. So taking a big step back here, Snapchat acquired Bitstrips, the makers of Bitmoji, in 2016, and it's taken some steps to leverage the asset, including letting users create 3D versions of their Bitmojis, uh, allowing users to have their avatars as their profile pics, and they've even integrated Bitmoji within Fitbit and Venmo and other apps. So all of these efforts, they've allowed Bitmoji avatars to gain deep penetration across the internet. If you're on the internet, you have seen these characters. Bitmoji TV, what it does is it allows Snapchat to take the asset's potential to the next level because it appeals to users' egos and their desire for short-form mobile-friendly content. So Snapchat is creating an experience within Discover that should earn user attention and eventually be monetized. And all of this, like I said, it lives within Snapchat Discover. And what it does with Snapchat Discover is it makes that environment that much more desirable for both users. And in turn, it makes it more of an advertising opportunity for brands. So we'll see where this goes. It's definitely interesting. And it really appears that Snapchat has an idea of what it wants to do with its Bitstrips 
acquisition. All right, let's shift gears. Let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk about the Explore tab. So Twitter is giving brands the ability to really take over the Explore tab. That's the section within Twitter that highlights trending topics, highlights trending hashtags. The offering is called Promoted Trend Spotlight. So what it does is it's going to display a six-second video or GIF or a static image that runs edge to edge at the top of the Explore section within the app. So if someone's going on Twitter, and they want to see really what's going on in the world, they're going to go to the Explore tab, they're going to see this, this trend spotlight at the top of that section. It's going to display no more than two times per day to make the, the, the new high-profile unit less obtrusive. Obviously, when you go there, you don't want to see an ad that big and prominent all the time. The offering, it, it really ups the ante of Twitter's promoted trend offering, which has been around for some time. And it does that by giving advertisers more prominent placement. That more prominent placement, it's been credited by Twitter, is increasing the time users spend looking at a promoted trend spotlight over a promoted trend by 26%. And that, in turn, has led to what Twitter cites is a 113% increase in ad recall. Now, these results, they're not that surprising. After all, you know, promoted trend spotlight is a lot more exposure within the Explore tab than promoted trends ever have been. Still, this new offering, it gives brands an opportunity to reach users in a pretty high profile way. And if a brand backs up that reach with an activation or an effort worth discussing on the Twitter platform, like really makes it feel like this is something the internet should be talking about, I think this tactic, it could prove valuable. All right, let's jump next and talk about Spotify because what Spotify they're is doing is they're continuing to go big on monetizing podcasts and they have a new product called SAI or streaming ad insertion. So this product, what it's going to do is it's going to allow Spotify to place targeted audio ads within podcasts. So that means users listening to the same podcast, they may hear completely different ads targeted to them, making the medium that much more targeted, making podcasts more scalable as advertisers are able to reach a wide audience across many podcasts rather than just relying on one or a few. Initially, SAI, it's only going to be available for Spotify-owned podcasts. So Spotify, what they're going to be doing is they're going to have hosts of their own podcasts read all ads. So when ads are inserted into the content, it's going to to be the host voices. However, as this scales beyond the podcast Spotify owns, that intimacy of hearing from your host, of hearing from someone that you have basically kind of a relationship with week over week, that intimacy, it could get lost. And the intimacy and connection users have, listeners have with their podcast hosts, it could stop being a benefit that podcasts offer. After all, podcasts are all about the relationship you have with the host. Instead, there's going to basically be commercial breaks within the podcast content when the ad plays. Now, that loss in intimacy, it could be overlooked because the technology, it really has the potential for some major gains, the biggest of which is accountability and measurability in podcasts. Because the podcasts are streamed and not downloaded, advertisers will know which of their ads were listened to, by whom, and how much of the ad was completed. So while there are some questions that need to be answered, this could be a big growth step for podcasts as a medium. All right, let's wrap up with talking about Twitter. So as you probably know, CES was this week, and Twitter used CES to announce new tools that it plans 
to give users greater control over their conversations on the platform. In Q1, Twitter is going to start testing four new options for users when they compose a tweet. The first option is called global, and this works as Twitter typically works. The tweet that you compose when you choose global, it's going to be viewable to anyone on Twitter and they're going to be able to respond to it. The second is group. This is a tweet that's limited, that limits who can reply to the tweet to those followed by the person tweeting or those mentioned in the tweet. The third type of tweet users can do is called panel. And this tweet enables only those who are mentioned in the tweet to reply. And lastly, we have the final option that's called statement. And this is going to prohibit all users from replying. You can read this tweet and that's about it. So Twitter aims to clean up its platform and make the platform platform health, what uh, they call it, a top priority. This means minimizing the likelihood Twitter conversations go off the rails, go off course. These options, what they do is they give users who start a conversation a little bit more control over where the conversation might go. Now this test, it clearly benefits authors as it's going to help them maintain some level of control when they compose tweets. However, this does run the risk of suppressing potentially valuable dialogue that can occur on Twitter. And in that case, what users can do is they can still quote someone if they'd like to share a rebuttal or add to an idea. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So Instagram's US user growth rate is slowing, according to eMarketer. For the first time ever, growth has dropped into single digits from 10.1% in 2018 to 6.7% in 2019. That trend is expected to continue to continue through 2023. That's as far as eMarketer is forecast. This decline is attributed to slower than anticipated adoption rates from older demographics. While uptick has been strong among 25 to 34 year olds, their growth hasn't been enough to overcome the shortcomings among other age groups. E-commerce has been a major focus for Instagram throughout 2019, and we can expect expect those efforts to ramp up. Its first move for 2020 is the launch of the At Shop account. At Shop, it's going to feature products from small businesses in both feed and stories content. All of the products will be shoppable within the Instagram platform. E-commerce made up 15.8% of interactions on Instagram in Q3 2019, and that's up from 13.7% in Q2. So it's no surprise that Instagram is continuing to invest in this effort. Snap Inc., they spent $166 million to acquire the Ukrainian company AI Factory. AI Factory was used to partner what was the partner behind one of Snapchat's latest features called Cameo. So Cameo, if you aren't familiar, it uses images and video recognition to put users in sort of uh, deep fake-like content, uh, such as making them dancing chickens. AI Factory will continue to play a role for Snap Inc. in developing unique experiences to drive platform engagement. Facebook, they announced that they're going to take a more hands-on approach to managing content, specifically deep fakes, on its platform. The company shared it will now remove any deepfake content that, quote, would likely mislead someone into thinking that a subject of the video said words that they did not actually say, unquote. Parody and satire, that's going to be exempt from the ban. The announcement, it's notable because Facebook refused to take down an altered video of Speaker Nancy Pelosi last year. 
TikTok, they patched a number of security vulnerabilities discovered in its app by security company Checkpoint Research. The exploits could have given hackers the ability to take control over someone's account, delete videos, upload content, make private calls, and gather users a user's personal information. Checkpoint, they notified TikTok of the vulnerabilities and gave users time to patch them before announcing their discovery. There's no evidence the vulnerabilities were exploited. TikTok's getting more specific within its community guidelines. While the updates are mostly more specifics added to existing rules, there are some notable additions. First, TikTok will no longer allow, quote, underage delinquent behavior, unquote, meaning teens won't be able to post content of themselves drinking alcohol, for example. Second, TikTok now bans false content and is it, that is intended to mislead or incite hate. So we see 2020 kind of being about TikTok growing up in the eyes of advertisers, and these steps are meant to make the platform a little bit healthier and a little bit more attractive to them. Twitter is removing its Audience Insights tab from Twitter Analytics. The useful feature it allowed advertisers to identify demographic, purchase behavior, mobile device usage, and other data points on their followers. Twitter has not given a reason for the removal of the data. And lastly, Mark Zuckerberg, he has skipped his annual New Year's challenge tradition to set an ambition for the decade. His focus is on bringing augmented reality glasses to the masses. Of course, he's not alone. Apple is working on such tech, as are others. Zuckerberg stated, quote, while I expect phones to be to still be our primary devices through most of this decade, at some point in the 2020s, we will get breakthrough augmented reality glasses that will define, redefine our relationship with technology, unquote. All right, that is it for episode 389 of Brave Bad World. Like I said, a lot to talk about to kick off the year. Before I let you go, though, I always want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can always be found on Twitter at twigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts on marketing at braveadworld.com, occasionally at least. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.